Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Ta La Podcast. Here with me, of course, this is the podcast that I've decided to launch on my own, talking about Thai football. And today, I think no other topic is more fitting than the Toyota Thai League 2020 season. Yes, it's just on the horizon. Time flies. And the season is actually beginning this Valentine's Day. Wow, a very, very special event as Samut Ragan City will kick things off against the reigning champions, Sing Ching Rai, 8 o'clock local time in Thailand, of course, on Friday the 14th or Valentine's Day. Anyhow, because the season is just so, so close to starting, I've decided actually to do a little bit of a season prediction and look forward to really seeing how my predictions play out as the season starts. And really, I've never really done any of this seriously because of how, you know, I feel sometimes Thai League is very hard to predict season in, season out. But, you know, the last few seasons, I've been really keen on trying to, I guess, predict or project where each club will finish come the end of the season. And last year, I wasn't really far off. You know, I, I, I thought Chiang Rai would finish either 1, 2, or 3. They ended up as champions. I kind of doubted, kind of doubted Bui Ram to, you know, to reclaim that throne and win it for the third year in a row, which actually they did not. So I was right on that one. And, you know, a few surprises here and there. But overall, I thought that my predictions for last season was okay was respectable although i got a couple of wrong ones but you know everyone makes mistakes anyhow i'd like to give you a little bit of my take on who i think will finish in the top five come the end of 2020 of course last year was a very long season lots of ups lots of downs lots of teams really defying expectations some really doing poorly and finding themselves in areas that they shouldn't be. Anyways, let's jump right into it. So, the team that I have finishing in fifth place. Now, this might be quite an odd one for a lot of people because of how historically this club has done, but SEG Mungtong. Now, the reason that I have SEG Mungtong finishing fifth is because... Okay, I understand this is a hot take. I understand that a lot of people might not even see them in the top five. And I'll consider the fact that they've lost key players such as Herbertie Fernandez, one of the best attacking talents this league has ever seen. Goals, assists, always up there every single season. They've also lost their all-time leading scorer, the club's leading scorer in Tirsen Dangda, who's now in his second spell in Japan with Shimizu S-Pulse. Another attacking talent goes out the door with the departure of Arisak Raison, probably some say the second or third best forward Thai player in the league. And they've also lost their anchorman in midfield, Charil Chapui, who joins Port FC as well. So three of the four players who departed are joining a direct rival in the league. Now, defensively, I know they've lost Oban Sok, but I think that Lucas Roja should be able to fill in those boots. You know, the the right-back situation, Supanan is now back. 
to Samut Bragan. So they did have Jesse Curran from, I think, Dundee. He's Australian who will play in that right-back role. He put on a solid shift and I think got an assist in the final of the Leo preseason cup. But elsewhere, it's there's still lots, a lot of cracks to fill in this side, whether it's the midfield, the attacking is, you know, the attacking front line, that's probably the, the key area that Meng Tong needs to, needs to sort themselves in. But I think that this season, it wouldn't be as uh, a worrying situation as last year due to the, the new coach that's coming in, in uh, Coach Bay Pirot, because this season with Gama, he's already got that one, you know, trial period with a group of players he's interested in using, whether it's Pacharapon, you know, if Sarwatch stays, they can be the two anchormen there. You got Sorewit back from Police Terror. So their midfield is, is is sorted. And I think that the only problem now is if Dele up front can gel with William Pop, then then maybe, you know, this this attacking talent with Saharat, the new signing from PTT Rayong behind him, maybe they, them three can, can, you know, get something to work because Meng Tong, they are, you know, four-time Thai League champions. And I know the squad has changed throughout the seasons. And there was this graphic that I put out on, on Twitter not long ago saying that only one out of the 11 players in the 2016 title-winning squad from Meng Tong will you know, be left in the team, which is Sarach. And if he leaves, then they'll all be gone. But I think that this team has enough talents to really at least finish fifth in the league. We see the players that they've had, a lot of them have the caliber to play in the youth national team, as well as some who've played or made appearances in the the first team of the of the Thai national team before. So I don't think that, you know, losing four or five players, of course, it tarnishes their chances to win the title, but doesn't necessarily mean they can't make that push for fifth place in the league with such a talented coach like Alexandre Gama at the realm. Okay, so in fourth place, I've actually gone with the reigning champion, Singsheng Rai. I believe they will be finishing fourth this year. And... You know, a lot of people might be saying, hey, that's too low for a team that won the league on the last day of the season. But I think that fourth place is a decent and a fair shout for Ching Rai. You know, they they haven't added new attacking flair up front. I know that they have Mielsen, but he's not been looking that good offensively. And I, I saw him against the... In, the... in the semifinals of the Leo preseason cup and... I, I don't think he's necessarily going to be a, a superstar in this league. We see, you know, he has some tricks. He has some some flair to his game on the wings. But other than that, I don't think that he'll be able to carry this team towards a, a title. He's not that type of player. And and will, you know, Bill Rosima, will he be scoring a lot of goals this year? Ma, I don't know. And I know that this side has a lot going forward in terms of youth tie talent. I still feel that the new coach, you know, Taki Masami has a lot to prove this season. He coached formerly for Tai Honda FC. He also had experience with the Cereza Osaka Academy. But it's, you know, Aiton Silva did a great job with this side last year. 
And I feel like losing, you know, William Enrique, that could be a, a, a loss for them that impacts where they are in the league table. He was there for a few years and he he was a, a solid player for them. And will, will Mileson, you know, be able to come in and, and improve on that? I'm not so sure. Anyhow, they do also have that AFC Champions League in their in their schedule, which talk about you know being able to balance time and do a little bit of squad rotation. It'll be interesting if Ching Rai decides to go all out for that AFC Champions League and try to you know write their own history and make it beyond just the group stage phase. They are in a tough group in Group E with Beijing go on. Melbourne Victory, who they'll face first away from home, as well as FC Seoul, a side that many Thai clubs have faced and actually struggled with. So they have three very tough teams. I think that they can they can be better than Melbourne, but the, the Chinese team and the, the team from K-League, I'm not so sure if Chiang Rai can top those two clubs. So it'll be interesting how they do in that competition. But in the Thai League, I think that fourth place should be at least a minimum for them. Fourth place shouldn't be, you know, their ceiling. It should be more like their floor because a team finishing first and, you know, having the likes of all the young Thai talents, Pitiwat as their captain now. You got Siragon who's banging in goals. Beautiful left foot shot of his. Chotipat from Chiang Mai. This is actually quite a, a raw talent that they have on their side who's playing that attacking right wing role. Chotipat played two seasons for Chiang Mai FC, a partner club with Xing Xing Rai, and he was phenomenal in Thai League 2 as well as in Thai League 1 last season. He was tearing it up in the first leg with Ekanit Banya. Ekanit got the call back earlier from him, but then now Chotipat joins him as well. So those two really can, if they can link well together and whenever Ekanit is fit and ready again, I think this side can just start balling again. And of course, Chayawat, the Thai Gareth Bale, I believe... He wears a new number this year, and I think that he can elevate his form to the next level as well. A beautiful goal that he scored in the Omsin uh, Thai Cup. Anyways, uh, we move on now to the reasons of why they won't finish higher. And I, I still have doubts over, you know... The, the quality of foreign players on this side. I know that Bill has a decent season last year, banging in goals when the team needs him, but I feel like this team maybe needs uh, a, a talisman up front that can consistently, consistently get goals because I I see a lot of Thai players in this team that can, can put on a solid shift from time to time and consistently carry them towards... Uh, you know, a top five spot. But winning the league, I think you need uh, an attacking talent that is a foreigner, especially in the Thai league with all clubs using foreign strikers. And I need I need to see more from that. I don't think that they've bought enough players in to improve themselves and carry on to a, a second title for the club up north. Now, in third place, I have gone with Port FC. Now, Port FC, on paper, they look incredible. You know, the the signing that they've made, it's insane. Whether it's the, the talents that they've already had in their team, you know, Madam Bang, Nuan Pan Lam Sam is just splashing cash. 
here and there and everywhere because Everdy Fernandez, Adi Sakuraisaw, and Tanisit Sirapala, and of course, Charul Chapoy in that squad, alongside with Chadmonkon Tongiri, just phenomenal signings. And on paper, they, they are the Thai League champions because of that squad depth that they have. You know, they already have the likes of Pagan, they have Nitipong in that team as well. And Bodin, you know, just incredible Thai talent from top to bottom. And the new players that they've had, on paper, they should be easily tearing it up. However, the problem I have with Port FC is they don't seem to be playing to the standard or to the level that you'd expect them to be. Because, you know, this team really is this team is a, a good side at home. And we've seen them be dominant at times or in phases of last season. But there are times as well that they just struggled to put in a performance. You know, there's that one that two games last season really stood out for me. That home defeat against Buiram at the end of the first leg, as well as that away defeat to Samut Brakan City, where, you know, it was hyped up. The occasion was there. All the fans were watching. Everyone was, uh, all eyes were on them. But then they couldn't deliver when it matters most. And that is the, the main concern for Port FC because with all the new acquisitions and all the money that has been spent, there's there's a lot of talent going forward. But defensively, there are still some concerns. You know, will Elias Dela hold up? Will, will they be able to not concede goals in big games? And also in those big games, will the players that they've signed able to put on their best peak performance? Because last year, there are times where they needed, you know, a goal or they needed something to to go in their favor they needed someone to step up but but nobody did and unfortunately when i feel like port fc when it's not their day it's really not their day and there's a lot of times that i see this side and i think that wow they play phenomenal stuff but when when they struggle to to put on a show like that home defeat against seros negros they they just completely fall apart and you know it's whether it's not finishing chances or a couple of missed passes here and there. I, I still have my doubts over this team, but I think definitely with the squad depth that they've had, by far the, the strongest squad depth in the Thai League season, the, especially in this upcoming season, I think that Port FC will finish third this year. And that is my pick there. All right. And in second place, I have True Bangkok United. Now, I know that people might say, that true Bangkok, it's finally time for them to rise up and win the league because they haven't done so and they've always fallen one step shy or a couple steps here and there and, you know, losing one important game or not getting a win against a team that they should be getting a win basically tarnished their chances of winning the league. But this season... I I have I have high hopes for them. You know, I ha I have them finishing in second place. I think potentially they could upset me and win the league, but hey, that will be difficult. Well, why do they? Why do I have them finishing in second place? There's a lot of reasons why. You look at their backline now. It's it's a it's an interesting backline. You get Michael Folkescar, the Filipino goalkeeper. He's one of the best in the league at that position. Doesn't make many mistakes. 
Now, that defensive line, you have Everton, a very experienced player who I believe was player of the season for True Bangkok not long ago. And you also have Manuel Bia and Mika Chunansi, three of those players, solid center backs. Now, on the wing backs, you have Pirapai Nochaya. He's, he can put on a solid shift there. On the right side, you have Tristan Doe. No, nothing else you know, wrong about him. He's one of the best wing backs in this league. You also have Jakit Wetpirom backing him up on that right side. You bring in Hajime Hosogai from Buiram United. You pair him next to Anthony and Pai Pitakwong, or they could you know, maybe switch in and out. And there's Pokao Anan, Sanra, Deadmit. So a lot of proven Thai talents that's represented the national team before. The only problem with this team is Nelson Bonilla, who is hurt. Now, he was practicing with the team during the, the preseason training that they've had. You know, he was there for preseason. But I believe he's picked up or re-aggravated that injury that he had surgery on, which means that he will be out for a period of time. And they did, they did actually bring in Nelson Bonilla's replacement in Brenner Marlos, who will be wearing number 38 for True Bangkok this year. But I don't think that he's that caliber of player that could replace him. I know he's still young. He's 25 years old. And he was playing for um in, in Brazil for Internacional. But, you know, really, this this player is... He, he you know, you look at his stats for his, his former side. And, well... He he did play in Serie A, so the the main the main you know league for for Brazil. He has eighty two games that he's been with the squad. He started forty two of them, substituted on in fifteen, and he's left on the bench for twenty five. So it's not like he was absolutely you know tearing it apart and playing every single game. He has spells where he where he started and he had games that he didn't necessarily played that much now my biggest concern with this team is again the lack of consistency that they've had in the season they they usually start decent then then they have that mid-season you know surge where it looks like they're they're gonna go on and go on and win the league and they they fall apart towards the end of the year where they they play teams that they should beat and they don't get good results against and this has been an ongoing issue for Mano Poking's side. You know, Mano Poking's been one of the longest serving foreign managers in this league. He's joined True Bangkok in twenty fourteen and it is now twenty twenty, a new decade. And I, I love this from True Bangkok. I love the fact that they're giving a manager, you know, that much time. Seven years you talk about in Thai football, that is a long time. There's a lot of changes that can be made within that period. We see teams that you know switch coaches almost every other year and still find success anyhow this side you know i know vander Luiz will be there i know that they'll have chananan as well as a backup forward he's uh, a, a talented player and they'll have natuwood suksom from who was training with fc tokyo last year but you know when you don't have your main talisman i can't put you in first place and that's my thing with true bangkok where they have all the finances, they have all the backups, they have all the, you know, the things that make a club big. And I know that their fan base is, is still quite small compared to the other 
clubs that I have predicted in the top five. But this side really can, they can do with a title, but I just don't see them winning it yet, especially without their, their, their best attacking talent on their side. And they have a lot of supporting casts on this team. They have a lot of players that come, come off the bench and, and, and score goals and win games for you. But mm, in the long run, I still think that's a struggle. Hey, I might be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope that there's a new name to that Thai league title list. But I don't see Bangkok finishing anywhere above second place come the end of the season. And now, finally, to the team that I predict will finish first and win the Toyota Thai League 2020 season, Buriram United. Yes, I think that the six-time Thai League champions will be back and they will clinch the 2020 title. And here's why. I know that they haven't replaced or found a clear replacement for Diogo Luis Santo, who was tearing the league apart not long ago. And I know that that is probably the biggest, you know, stain on Buiram's jersey right now. However, when you look at how this squad is made up and credits to Nawid and what he's achieved in the past decade with a club that really came from a province that not a lot of Thai people knew about. It was a passing city, um, one of the poorest. I think it was number two or number three, p- pretty much close to Sisaket as one of the poorest provinces in Thailand and within that 10-year period from 2010 to 2019 he's been able to elevate Buiram to one of the mega cities in Thailand whether it's tourist attractions the football itself you know the motor GP that he's invested in everything about the province is just upbeat and full of hope and joy entering this new decade and you know, when you when you talk about their squad, let's let's look at it more in depth. You have Sirok and Goal, 35 years of age. This might be his last season. I'm not sure if they'll they'll bring in a replacement next year, but I think that, you know, he is Thailand's number one right now. We see the defensive line, they still have Andres Dunez leading that center back position next to Pansa, two of the best talents in the league, probably two of the most solid center backs in terms of mistake free and how They've been able to cope with that. They also have Chiripat Tenklang, who can come in as a substitute. Um, Wing-back positions, again, solid. You have Naribadin on the right and Sasalak on the left. So both of those players, uh, you know, key, key players for the the national team anyway. So not a lot to, um, not a lot new about them. They'll consistently put on good performances. The midfield, they did lose um, Hajime Hosogai, the Japanese midfielder, to Chu Bangkok. However, they do have the new Korean defensive midfielder, Jae Yong Jung, or JJ, who they signed this offseason from Pohang Steelers. And they lost their, you know, club idol in Suchao Nutnum, who's, you know, decided to go back to Mungan and end his career there. Not a big... Uh, not really a big loss, you know, he wasn't playing that much towards the end of the season last year. And that midfield is is an interesting one because you, you also have Ratanagon who's upped his game and there's a lot of other players in that team that, you know, could potentially improve themselves this year. So hey, this is a this is a very strong side that they have had. And 
going forward, you'd have you have Super Chok and Super Nat, the two brothers who are probably the key uh, players going forward for the Thai national team in the upcoming future. You know, they're still very young. Uh, Super Nat is only actually 17 years of age, and Super Chok Sarachat is only 21, so still many years ahead of them. Hopefully, Supernat doesn't get too overused and doesn't pick up too many injuries. Knock on wood on that one. And then you have Super Chai Chai Det, you know, the number nine player in their team. He's also still young and there's a lot to improve in his game. But you bring in Bernardo Cuesta and Ricardo Bueno, the two experienced forward players. You know, they they didn't put on uh they didn't put on a solid show against uh Shanghai SIPG. You know, that day that Buiram lost away from home 3-0, I think the score line wasn't too fair um, for for Buiram. They lost two of those three goals very, very late on, and I felt like it was a little bit harsh on them. However, this team, a lot of a lot of it will come to can they sustain the the longevity of the Toyota Thai League? We there's there's nothing wrong with their starting eleven. There's only a slight problem on their their bench and who can come in and be able to, um, you know, rep- replace those players because they they do have a solid bench players. You know, if Jacopan doesn't get injured and if he recovers fast, he'll be a, a solid midfielder for them. You have Gorogot on the wings that you know if you put Saslak on the other side, you can bring Gorogot in, but. Other than that, going forward, you know, do you use Apiwat? Do you use Sarayut? You know, who are the other guys that can can come in and help this side out? And I know that the system that that Bandovich has has implemented in this side has now been quite clear. It's you know one touch football. It's pressing football. The the type of football that their owner likes them to be playing. But the the only problem that I I see Buriram having this year is is injuries really if if there are too many injuries on the side it can really be hard on them and it can really play a a bad you know impact on on where they finish in the league but overall i think that this side has enough to get the job done this side nearly won it with this squad last year hopefully hopefully they they don't pick up a lot of injuries and they can they can perform at the level that they're supposed to be playing they don't have the afc champions league so in terms of squad rotation, all the emphasis can be put on winning the Thai League and reclaiming that seventh title back in their hands. Anyhow, that is it for this podcast. Thank you so, so much for listening. It was the top five predictions for me this year, and I will have another podcast coming out this week on predicting other teams such as you know the Dark Horses this season, teams to watch for our players to look out for as well as my predictions for the three clubs that will be relegated tune into those and i'll see you then peace thank you